Most golfers would like to be able to play where the pros play. Sadly, we're not going to get on the PGA Tour, not with our skill set. However, you can still play where the pros have played if you put a bit of time and effort into it. This podcast tells you how to follow in the footsteps of giants. Welcome back to another episode of In the Footsteps of Giants, a podcast that for a couple of years now has been trying to talk about playing golf where the pros have played and uh, then spending time enjoying watching it on TV and also regaling your mates with stories of your daring do on the golf course. But uh, as usual, not every episode is about our travels, although there will be a little bit about travelling tonight. Uh, But tonight's episode is entitled Two Men and a greenside confrontation. Now, that seems like a good time to introduce my good friend and co-host, Des. Oh, dear. Don't I, get that one. I know, I know. Mm. But we are going to come back to that. It's, okay. a, it's okay. an interesting story. Good. Um, good, e- good evening, Thor. Good evening. Good. evening. good. Yes, good. And I haven't it's, seen you in a couple no, of weeks. It's good that we're both, we're both, I'm sure, totally refreshed, but we've all been off on our wee holidays here and there, and um, mine not so as grand as yours now in, in Canada. But uh, uh, And yet you are much browner than I am because yeah. I basically had to wear a fleece for most <laughs> of the time I was well, away. Well, I tell you what, with my caddy tan, I scared a lot of girls around the swimming pool. <laughs> like, you can believe me. <laughs> I'm not sure it's your tan that scares the girls, hey, but, uh, but anyway. Whoa, hey. We are recording this evening in a very special suite here in the Itfog Complex. We're recording in the Matthew McLean suite. Mm-hmm. Now, ah, interesting. Many of you may well no. ask. Yes. You may yes. well ask, who is Matthew McLean? Well, Matthew McLean is in fact the amateur from Northern Ireland who has just recently won the US Mid-Am held at Erin Hills and another course in Wisconsin, a major amateur competition. That is fantastic. And uh, he won it in a close match over his friend Hugh Foley. He beat him two and one in the final. And Hugh Foley is another Irish Irish amateur who made the final. Excellent. So what sterling work by the Irish amateur team. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, that gets him, and I know for certain it gets him a trip to the Masters in the amateur ranks, and I'm pretty sure it gets him a trip to the US Open as well. Oh, fantastic. I think, yes, that sounds sounds correct. And possibly would he get into the uh, the Open itself? I don't know if if he gets into the... I don't know that it carries that far, but I'll be very interested to watch Matthew's progress next year, and uh, it will certainly give me a very... Very clear interest in the amateur competition at the Masters. Yes, yes. A little sidebar. Mm -hmm. Matthew grew up three houses away from where we're recording. Who knew such an exceptional (laughs) talent was developing right next door? I thought I was the best golfer in the area. Yes, yes. Apparently, I'm absolutely not by quite some (laughs) margin. But Uh, having having played Erin Hills, the one thing I will say is that is some course. I mean... It's a big old trek. Yeah, he Aaron must Hills. be a hell of a hitter, you know. And I presume he's at Malone. Uh, he is. He plays at Malone. And I believe his handicap is either plus five or oh, plus five sure. and a half. Something in that Crazy. range. Crazy. Um, so, I mean, he is a serious player. I believe he's about 
29 years old and okay. an optometrist by trade. Okay. So that, that I'm presuming that means he's not trying to turn pro, but who uh-huh. knows? Maybe if he Never know with if he won what? the Masters next year as an amateur, he'd yeah. probably be tempted. Of course, I'd say he would be tempted, definitely, yeah. Well, interesting. So, yeah. But amateur golf, who knew? Well, you know, just actually, I was reading a little uh, article there about uh, sort of six mind-blowing stats from amateurs. Now, completely mind-blowing stats? Uh, completely mind-blowing. Are we going now, to blow this, the listeners' minds here? Absolutely. But now, it actually comes, this is the nicer part of it, it comes courtesy of Arcos Golf with data gleaned from more than 550 million shots from 11.5 million rounds worldwide using its smart sensors. That's unbelievable. (laughs) That's a good one. Uh, Modern technology. So, number one, a five handicapper, Martin. Yeah. These are posers. A five handicapper from 150 yards in the fairway, what percentage of shots does he get inside 10 feet? Less than 5%. Oh, that, I'm very impressed. Actually, it's six percent. So you're just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do love saying you're just wrong. Oh, I do. To you, yeah, boy, yeah, is. yeah. Okay, but that's that, is not interesting. Well, it, it it actually came across. We had another stat not that long ago on the podcast where Tiger Woods and various people. Tiger Woods at the peak of his powers from a hundred yards out uh-huh. only hit the green. 80% of the time. So, yeah, yeah. And that was that was a stat that, that really surprised me because he, the margins yeah. are so you think, tight. You think better. What doing. Yeah, yeah, for a five handicapper. And a five handicapper, they average 1.2 birdies in a round. And what sort of percentage of greens and regulations? Oh, I would say greens in regulation, a five handicapper is probably between 50 and 60%. Very close again, 46%. Well done. The the five handicapper finds fairways forty nine point seven percent of the time with a driver, and the average yardage for a five handicapper off the tee. These days with technology, I'm going to say two sixty. Two forty five is the average. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a little strong yeah, here, but stronger. Oh, okay. So again, five handicapper. Uh, he he makes bogey or worse. What percentage of the time? 22% of the time. Mm, 44%. Really? Yeah. It's not 44% that's, that's, as a five handicap you're making bogey, or, bogey worse. or worse? Yeah. That's nearly half. A, how, half do you get a, to, how do you get to five? <laughs> well, <laughs> does, I had to have these for Mike. I just thought I was thinking of Mike of all these ones at I know, the time. But I'm, I'm just going because if you're only doing 1.2 birdies per round and you're, and you're <laughs> only making par. No, uh, this is another one here. Okay. Uh, from 15 feet, a 12 handicapper, three putts more than they hole out. True. Yeah, that's true. That's that is true. Has to be true. Uh, and a twelve handicapper has an average of a total of two point nine three putts per round. You get that one? They have an average uh, a total of so a twelve handicapper yeah. nearly three times around three putts. putts yeah. Easy, yeah, yeah, easy to believe. I so, mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a between an eight and a nine handicapper. Yeah, and based on yeah. some recent golf, I, I've three putted <laughs> well, plenty of times. That's making me feel good, actually. Um, now, I'll tell you. From I've got from the scratch golfer up to the twenty uh, handicapper uh, drives over two hundred and seventy-five yards. So let's start with the scratch golfer. How many drives, uh, percentage-wise, drives does he have over two seventy-five? Scratch golfer. Um, well, based on the fact that the five handicapper was averaging two forty-five, yeah. um, I'm going to say it's less than fifteen percent. Ah, well, you're very close, eighteen uh, percent. And I'm it comes to how right. That's you're not. You're very close to. I'm very impressed. And uh, five handicapper, thirteen percent of his drives will be two seventy-five plus. 
a 10 handicapper comes down to 6%, a 15 handicapper 3%, and a 20 handicapper 2%. I would say the win probably comes into play what about, there. <laughs> what about a 26 handicapper like our good mate Trapper? Trapper? Oh, uh, Over 270. I think we could just put a zero on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one I just thought was good now. From 160 yards, the scratch golfer will hit the green and be less than 20 feet from the hole. What percentage of the time? Run that one by me again. Okay. From 160 yards out, uh-huh. a scratch golfer yeah. will hit the green and be less than 20 feet from the hole. What percentage? What percentage of the time? 25% best. Uh, I thought it would have been even higher than that. It's actually only 19%. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, but, but it, you know, there's so many variables. Oh, of course there are. Uh, and, yeah. and it depends. I mean, if you think about Lynx golf, okay. Of course. And, and the greens that are bone hard and yeah. you're having to try and drop it short and run it on a lot of the times. Of course. And you, you, yeah. You yeah. know, it is very, very difficult. But I mean, that's from 540 million shots that these guys, uh, from 11 and a half million rounds. And did you worldwide? check the data yourself? <laughs> did you, did, I believe it, Martin. Don't did, worry. Did, did I you, believe did, it. Did you do any homework on this data? You know what statistics are like? Leave it. Leave somebody, it. Somebody once told me 67% of all statistics are made up on the spot. Were they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, we, we do write some original gags for this show. But anyway, okay, there's a couple, few other things to discuss this evening. Yep. It's been a couple of weeks since been we've a been in, in the it's chair. It's been a couple of events, yep. Okay, Shane Laurie yeah. defeats Rory to win the BMW PGA Championship at Wentworth a couple of weeks ago in a tournament shortened by the sudden passing of Her Majesty the Queen. Now, mm-hmm. the unique circumstances led to the DP World Tour cutting short play on Thursday and cancelling Friday as a mark of respect perfectly fine yep interestingly the live advocates at this point took this as a sign that 54 whole tournaments were being vindicated <laughs> and therefore they should automatically qualify for owgr yes no, i do i do have I like to say they, they connect the disconnect and everything between How quickly them. they grasp at things yeah they do grasp at everything but anyway uh, shane won the tournament with no bogeys on his card uh-huh. at all so for is the that, 54 holes, no bogeys around Wentworth. Uh-huh. And he only just won. And apparently he said to Rory, just after that he'd won it, he said, you've won enough this year, this one's mine. <laughs> but isn't that so impressive again for Irish golf? I mean, you're talking about the amateurs up and coming yep. here at Erin Hills, but these two, Shane and, and, and Rory. And Padraig Harrington has been going That's great right. guns on That's the seniors. Right. I'll just tell you a nice little story. Uh, the, the weekend before the BMW... Myself and my good lady were up in the clubhouse at our glass there and in walks Bo Martin uh, and his wife, uh, Shane Laurie's caddy, Bo Martin. And Have we, you got him booked yet then? We, we, we were working <laughs> on him, and, uh, but we had a good chat and, uh, you know, he said he was really looking forward to the BMW as Shane was hitting the ball so well, you know. Now, go on two weeks, i.e. to last week, uh, I was walking off the 18th after caddying for four Lovely Indian guys. I've never caddied for Indians before. But who comes out of the clubhouse but, but Bo Martin? And he, he, he walks out of the clubhouse with a big smile. Obviously, he comes over and he high fives me. And I said, well done. And he's, he, we chatted for a moment, you know. He had a very happy face, obviously, because he was £130,000 richer than, than the week before. But then I saw my Indian guy that I was caddying for looking at us. And a minute later, he says you know, pointing at Bo, who's just leaving us. He says, 
Yes, and I says, yes, that's Shane Laurie's caddy. Oh, he says, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it from somewhere. So he even recognised him, you know, because of the white hair. Yeah. So I thought that was a lovely wee story, you know. And uh, the other thing I loved was Shane Laurie, uh, after he won that, uh, he thinks that obviously the amount of money in golf now is disgusting, and that was his words. And he said, if you're playing the game for money, then you should go to live. You should be playing the game for trophies and titles. Yeah, I thought that's a lovely quote, and uh, and he said, you know, when you win at Wentworth, you look at all the greats who have won it before you on the trophy, you well, know. And I thought that speaks volumes. There, there's another thing that speaks volumes for Shane as well. He's not a particularly prolific winner. He's he's placing very well all of the time, and he's he's maintaining yeah. well. But Shane's resume boasts some very memorable titles because he's obviously got the Open, he's got a WGC, he's got the Abu Dhabi, he's now got the BMW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's got some good titles. He won the Irish Open as an amateur. Yep. Uh, you know, he's got a good haul he of does. decent he does. titles. Yep. And then yep. he's won and pl- he's placed yes. a lot of other times. And he's had a very good year this year. I mean, he's he's made uh, himself well, he, and his caddy a lot of I good I think he should have won year. the Honda and it was Sepp Stracker right. went past him in a... Blitzing rainstorm yeah, that sort yeah, of hit that's for right. a hole He was very half. unlucky. That's right. On the 18th. That's yeah. right. That's right. Now, interestingly, the live players who were eligible to play at the BMW yes. weren't universally welcomed. No. Okay. Now, Billy Horschel, who we do mm-hmm. like quite a lot. Yes. Billy Horschel said, "I don't think those guys should really be here. The Abraham answers, the Taylor Gooches, the Jason Kokraks." You've never played this tournament. You've never supported the DP yes, World yes, Tour. Yes. Why are you here? And then he later added, I know some of those players regret listening to their agents. Yeah, and I think yeah, this is yeah, this yeah. is a point we're going to come back to many times over yes, the next few months. Yes. And that details down to accessibility, recognition, and particularly OWGR K- points. K- world ranking points. That is the only reason why they are uh, chasing. chasing. That's right, don't ranking points. And I thought Rory recently had a, a good little chat about that uh, on the world ranking points. He says, yeah, he, he says they should get world ranking points, okay, but they need to conform to the rules. But this is the thing, and we're going to come back to that a little bit later this okay. evening, because this thing about conforming to the existing OWGR rules is yeah. something that Greg and the Live boys don't seem to want to no, actually no, do. They, don't, they, they just don't. feel entitled. And and I mean, if you look at sort of Dustin Johnson, like he's somewhere about 100th or something on the world ranking points. And I mean, that's just nuts, you know. But I think there's a lot of guys, as you say, have regretted going to live because they never really fully thought the whole thing out. No, but they didn't. And they were told they'll not be able to suspend you. You'll be able to do what you want. You'll be able to play and we'll get world ranking points. And Greg isn't delivering, but we are going to come back to that because let's just finish up with the the BMW. Yep. Okay. Having got into the tournament on the back of the delayed uh, decision won by some of the live players, okay, Uh Sergio Garcia played. And then withdrew after an open this, round 76. Yeah. Now, citing no reason whatsoever no. for his withdrawal. He then flew to Texas yes. and attended, uh-huh. uh, I think it was a Texas Longhorns college football game football on game. the Saturday evening. And he was spotted on camera. And John Ram took this very personally. Okay. Because his good friend, Alfredo Garcia Heredia, was first reserve. Ah, of course. Had Sergio withdrawn yeah, before his yes. opening round, he would have been rather in. than after it, you know, Alfredo Garcia Herrera would have been able to play. Yeah. And John Ram That's, was really that, quite annoyed. That would be annoying. That would be annoying. And the thing about it is, and I don't know if there's any update on this, I haven't heard any update, but Sergio 
is liable to a fan unless within three weeks he gives good excuse as to why he pulled out, you know, medical reasons or whatever, you know. He's got to give uh, a good excuse as to why he dropped out. But I haven't heard. I've heard nothing you know, as yet. Uh, and, and Sergio doesn't return my calls anymore. No, well, likewise, likewise, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, interesting, uh, Shane commented after winning the whole tournament. I wanted to go out and win this tournament for myself, first and foremost. Yes. But I think for this tour, everyone that's stayed loyal to this tour and everyone that's done everything for this tour, I feel like this is one for the good guys. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, again, nice, there's nice. definitely a schism oh, steadily yeah, yeah. increasing Yeah, that, yeah. that isn't going to go away. No, no. But yet again, Wentworth, with everything that was going on around Wentworth and yes. the delay and everything because of the events uh-huh. in the UK, they still put on a great tournament with a great yeah. finish. Yes. Great and crowds. Great crowds. Great coverage. Everything. Yes. Everything. Yes. Now, Cam Smith then won the next live event, right? <laughs> I can't even remember what it was. I think it was somewhere outside Chicago. Yeah. Um, but the major story coming out of that was Bryson DeChambeau being felled by a spectator rope. That's right, I saw that. That has got to be one of the funniest <laughs> videos. He goes down. Yeah. And, 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 well, and it's, it's, it's not a rope, it's just a little bit of string. I know, and he gets, it's a huge, he makes, <laughs> he makes a huge a, thing of it. I know, I know. And then that he looked sad. I, and that's the only thing that I really knew about from that tournament, that's, other than the vague That was the only thing exciting came out of it. Cam Smith Actually, won. Well, the other one good thing I liked of it was when they were being interviewed uh, I think it was, it was either before they went out or it was after the event. Did you see them interviewing Cameron Smith? And a very sneaky reporter, uh, he said, um, well, Cameron, how many of Rory's tears can you fit into the claret jug? Did you hear that? I did. I did hear this. <laughs> and he, now, I have to take it off, my hat off to Cameron Smith because he said, I'm not answering that. That's the clever response. You know, uh, I think yeah. there's a lot of reporters trying to set these guys up and, and, Unlike a lot of the other golfers who have embarrassed themselves by bleating out just stupid stuff. Uh, I'll take my hat off to Cameron. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> he closed it down. Well, interestingly, they've balanced up the live team so well that the four aces won their fourth consecutive <laughs> uh, team tournament. That's right. And that's the team in which Pat Perez is playing appallingly badly <laughs> and picking up about three quarters of a million dollars Every tournament. I know, no, but I read the, the stat there that Pat Perez in his three events has, has come 29th, 31st and 15th. And I don't know if you saw Oliver Wilson when he when he won the Maiden Himmelman there. He, yeah. he, he won something like 500,000 or something. And he just broke down. And the, the emotion and the feeling of him winning his first tournament in sort of like seven or eight years. And there's he gets half a million. Pat Perez has come 29th. 31st and 15th. And he gets and, some prize money for that, plus the 750 he's picking up in the team. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's got making, about three million or something. I know. It's I know. pathetic, you know. It's not real competition. Correct. And we're going no. to, again, yes. uh, so, sorry listeners, but we are making the statement. We're coming yes. back to that because there's a number of things that have come up about that, but we'll we'll go to them a little bit later. The next major thing that, that came along is the President's Cup. Yes. Now, the President's Cup is... A bit like the Ryder Cup. It's every two years. It's America mm-hmm. versus the internationals. And the international team was somewhat gutted by the lived affections. Yes, yes, yes. And yeah. all the rest of it. But good friend of the show, Sam Harrop. Oh, yes. Uh, was invited out to the uh, President's Cup, where he actually 
performed a couple of songs that he had written for the President's Cup. And if you would like listeners to check out Sam's uh, either YouTube or Twitter feed, you will find the videos he did. And when he went out there, he got he interviewed a number of the players and he got them to sing lines and then he uh-huh. integrated that into the videos. Yes. It's quite funny. There are a couple of superstars. So before we have a quick discussion on the uh, President's Cup, what I'm going to do, uh, Sam very kindly has allowed us to use excerpts from the, the songs. So the first one is the song he did for the international team, which uh, he uses as a bass tune, the Earth, Wind & Fire classic September. And uh, he then wow. um, he put in his own words. So if you give me one does. second, uh, let's see if I can actually find this on the computer. Do you remember the 98 win in Australia? Tom Kim wasn't yet born, but remember, because we'll be bringing those vibes again. See, we attacking. Sea bears his parts always tracking And that Sanjay and Paul's in the backswing And Taylor Pendrith is here to stay Whoa, body ya We're singing for Team Trevor Body ya We'll beat the odds together Body ya Good things come to those who wait Whoa, Singing for Team Trevor, body Make them put inside the leather, body History is on the way. Uh, that's Sam Harrop doing part of the song he did for the international team. Very and uh, again, if you check out his videos, all the words go up so that you can actually see mm-hmm. it's very clever oh, stuff yeah, very good. and he is very, uh, good. very entertained good friend of the show and very kind of him to let us use that stuff again yeah. to be honest everybody said the president's cup was over before it even started correct and i mean that's what trevor Immelman said at the very start he says we are a huge underdogs because i mean the team they had missing obviously they had cameron smith uh, neiman louis Oosthuizen, Abraham Answer, Mark Leishman, you know, they had a big blow for that. The Americans might say Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, but... Brooks Kepka. Yeah, uh, but really, uh, they were the huge uh, underdogs. And, I mean, the first, I don't know if you've seen the first day or two, you just thought, oh, this I'll be could honest, be embarrassing. I missed most of the President's Cup golf yeah. live because I was travelling over the weekend. But yeah. um, the reality is I followed it on uh, Twitter and I followed mm-hmm. it anytime I could pick up one. Wi-Fi. But the I mean, reality the, is the first day, the internationals got a bit beaten up. Yeah, they did. The, 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 the USA won 8 out of the first 10 points and, and, and 11 out of the, the first 15 at the halfway stage. The other thing, it, it was USA's ninth consecutive win. And again, I thought, just aside on the golf, what Greg was having a little dig, I think, at Trevor. Because uh, he, he sent him a few tweets and he was wishing Trevor Emmanuel for the President's Cup. Uh, and he said, best of luck and hope you can replicate the last win in 1998 in Australia, uh, Melbourne. Because, of course, Greg played in that, you know. Yes. Uh, and I, I, again, I take my hat off to Trevor Vermont. His reply was just, lol, LOL, yeah. you know. Nasty feelings. I mean, I, I'm not as sure as that because I think actually um, Greg just likes to 
point out where he was good. Yeah. And I don't think it was that nasty to Trevor Immelman. I think Greg just wants to be relevant and be in the conversation yeah, yeah, about a lot yeah, of these things, yeah. so he, he does this. But I don't know. I think a few of them might... Having I, I, said that, the yeah. internationals rallied and oh, for a brief absolutely. period on Sunday gave the Americans a bit of a scare. They did, that's right. And, I mean, there are uh, a number of superstars announced themselves who, yeah. who really made a big run. So we're, we're talking Sanjay M. Now, we've uh-huh. talked about M. 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 Plenty yeah. of times. Yes. Uh, Siwoo Kim and Tom Kim. Tom Kim. He, he He's a superstar. He's he 20 is, years old. He correct. Is, he is a superstar. But his match with uh, Cantley, he was stormy five down and, 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 and got it back, you know. And, uh, I mean, he was probably like the polter with McElroy. Yes. Something similar. And that would really stirred up the... The, the, the international The international team, yeah. Now, there's a lot of people saying that um, in two years' time, they should just roll it back and make Trevor Immelman the captain again. Because mm. apparently, and, and Sam Harrop was saying this on various tweets and everything, the team spirit from both sides and the camaraderie on show was yeah. well worth yeah. golf fans' engagement. Yes. But he was also saying that the, the international team were picking up fans and yes. sneaky yes. support from all over the uh-huh. place because of their attitude and the way they went about it. And that Trevor Immelman built a really good team spirit, yes. maybe from the underdog position. And the great quote he gave was that the 12 that are here are the 12 that wanted to be here. Yes. I think that's a statement. I, I think it is. And I think, you know, with a lot of worry about whether the President's Cup was truly relevant and you know, would it fall by the wayside, with especially with the defections, et cetera, yes, et cetera. Yes. I think the President's Cup has done itself a lot of good. I, I, and, and it, yes. it isn't as intense as the Ryder Cup, but it's still pretty intense. Yes. But the players bought into it. The players who were there Correct. absolutely bought into they it. Did. Justin Thomas from the Americans, Jordan Spieth yes. from the Americans. Yep. You, yep. There were a number of them. Xander Souffle fought. You know, Tony Finau loved every minute of it. Yep. Yep. Max Homa, by the way, uh-huh. who, who is, uh, you're a big fan That's of. That's uh, my, um, my man, yes. Max talked about just how big an impact the whole event yes. had on it. Yes. That it yes. really was special. And again, and again, I mean, the coverage was fantastic. The crowds, fantastic. and uh, well, But again, it's people playing for for pride and yeah. for a trophy and true for... True competition. True competition. Yes. And that is something that I think true golf fans are gravitating towards yeah. more and more. I think, yeah. I think maybe we took a lot of tournaments for granted for a long time, but now we've seen what the... What the alternative might be. Yes, yes, yes. You know, uh-huh. true golf fans are going, actually, uh-huh. do you know what? I really do like good competition. Yeah, yeah. That's so very true. Um, very true. anyway, uh, despite the fact I was traveling, I kept a close eye on it. Uh-huh. And I do think that the President's Cup will actually go from strength to strength. Oh, it will. And if I'm the international team on whoever selects that, I'd give yeah. Trevor Immelman another go when the playing field yes. is going to be a little... Or level. I, I, there's one thing. I think they should be called something else rather than the international team. Because the international team could include Europe. You know, there must be another word for them. I always think, you know, okay, the Ryder Cup's uh, USA against Europe. But the, the President's Cup is USA against the international team. They've got, they've got to get a better name for it. 
<laughs> to listeners of the show, if you have an idea of what a better name for, for the, the international team would be, yes. let the us know. better reflects it, yes. Let us know. Yes, yes. Now, as I, as I was saying there, Des, I, I was traveling across the weekend, and that was because I was coming back from Canada, uh-huh. and uh, we were traveling up. I want to talk about, just briefly, about a couple of the golf courses out in Canada, because mm-hmm. I do think Canada is frequently overlooked oh, as a golfing massively. destination. And that is a huge mistake. It's such a beautiful country to play golf in. Unbelievable. And I know there's a load of courses in Canada I still want to go play and I haven't had Mm -hmm. the chance to go to yet. But we were playing some, what I will call mountain golf, west of Calgary, about four or five hours west of Calgary. Up in the Rockies. Up in the Rockies. And it's insanely good and insanely enjoyable. It's also substantially cheaper than equivalent quality courses that I've played and we've played in the United States. That's that's one of the good points for listeners. It's not only a beautiful country, but it is still uh, still cost effective. Cost effective. That's a good cost effective. I never like the word cheap. No, 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 no. Let's go cost effective. Now, there are many courses I could talk about, but I'm actually going to mention four in particular this evening because these are all easily doable on one tour or on one holiday. And they're all over in the Invermere and Cranbrook mm-hmm. direction. And Invermere and Cranbrook are about an hour and 10 minutes apart. So, they're, you know, it's, it's quite an easy yep. commute between them yes. all. So starting down around Cranbrook, where we were. That's where we, we played, stayed, yep. We did. Uh-huh. Uh, three Bars Ranch. Give them a shout out. <laughs> Great place. Um, I think sh- you'll find it's Three Bars Ranch, Martin. <laughs> it's still Three Bars. And uh, if my good mate who owns it, uh, you know, <laughs> listens to you again, he'll just not welcome you back. But anyway, Shadow Mountain yeah. is a fantastic golf course yes. just outside Cranbrook. Um, it has the a 15th hole from an elevated tee that's at least 250, 300 feet above the fairway. And another hugely elevated tee on a par five yes. at 17. Oh, I but remember. But the technical difficulty around that golf course, and it was my worst round of seven, uh, and I played quite well. Okay. That's yeah. the worrying thing. Yes. It is technically very difficult, but it's fantastic to look at. It's, again, a very friendly welcome. And uh, it's the sort of course that if you look it up, listeners, Shadow Mountain, you'll see some pictures and images of it, you'll go, that looks great. It's stunning. And it is great. Well, I mean, do you remember the phrase Scotty always had when we hit a drive? Yeah, as it rose in the air. It rose in the air back, to the back, mountains. Backdrop. Backdrop. Back drop. That's all backdrop. you'd say. Backdrop. I know. <laughs> I, I, and it, it sums it up brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. Also, within three miles of that golf course, there is St. Eugene Mission. Okay. And St. Eugene Mission is one of my favorite golf courses in the world. I'm, I probably put St. Eugene in my top ten. Okay. Which, by the way, only puts it in second place on this out of this list of four. I, I, I know you're my, number in one. My, in my top, yes, top, yes. Uh, top ten. But St. Eugene Mission is another spectacular golf course. And if you check out its website, and we played it there, its condition was great. Uh, again, I could not fault the friendliness of the welcome and the quality my good mate, the commander, uh, was hiring clubs. And he got good quality clubs at a reasonable price. Uh-huh. What a great golf course. Now, again, elevated tee on a par three. And I posted a little video, I think I sent it, yes, where I hit a, yes. uh, I think I hit a six iron to about three feet uh-huh. uh, from about 170 yards. For me, it's just a fantastic golf course. And most of the listeners will never even have heard of it. No, no. 
Well, I, I, that's not one I played. No, that, we were over. Yeah. that is the one we didn't play yeah. when you okay. were there for, okay. for various yeah. reasons. Now, moving up to a little town called Invermere, there are several good courses up there. I, I could quote you, you know, uh, the Fairmont, uh, Bighorn, then Copper Point. But the two that I want to recommend... Number one, Eagle Ranch. Yes, I remember Eagle Ranch. Another great 18-hole track. Great clubhouse. You can now stay there. And if we were going back as a tour, Des, I would probably base us at Eagle Ranch. They've built a whole new, a very luxurious bunkhouse to accommodate maybe up to 40 golfers staying in in small rooms, Uh but in a sort of bunkhouse-type environment right on the property. Absolutely. Although I did worry on the day I played it when we were out there that a group of, I think, six or eight players out playing together, and I have a feeling they went out early from the, the bunkhouse <laughs> and were playing a scramble or something. Oh, okay. There seemed to be eight players <laughs> oh, yes, playing, yes. and I was worried mm, we'll probably no. catch. We only caught them on the 18th, okay. uh, yeah. and so we had a little wait on the 18th, but it wasn't too bad. And then the one that makes it into my top yes, five yes. anywhere in the world, and that is Grey Wolf. Yes, I've still got the head cover. Grey Wolf is <laughs> the wolf. <laughs> absolutely, it's one of the top ones. Stunning. It really is. Yeah, now, I was very lucky uh, last week to play it twice. I played it on the Sunday and I played it on the Wednesday. The Sunday, the weather was good but not exceptional. Mm-hmm. But I played great. On the Wednesday, the weather was exceptional, and for some reason, yeah. I played a bit like a trumpet. Yeah, that's um, called golf. Yeah, and yeah. Just couldn't quite get my putting going. Hit the ball great. Couldn't pop yeah. very was well. It was Nicholas always said, give me the man who played a good game of golf yesterday. Yes. I think that's a good I, quote. I think that is a good quote. Yeah. And uh, certainly, but Grey Wolf listeners, in Panorama Village up above Invermere, it's a ski resort in the winter. The golf course is probably only open five to six months of the year. Yeah, How they create the quality of golf course that exists there for a short yes, season yes, yes. is beyond me. But it was immaculate again. Oh, I could good. not fault it very at all. Very good. However. Oh. However. Oh. There is a little story from yes. the Sunday. Something that occurred that is, I have never been a part of or witnessed on a golf course okay. before. I can just tell the listeners now that Martin's face is beginning to turn red. Let's go purple. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> it's getting there. We were paired in the afternoon, going out to play on a Sunday afternoon with two nice chaps, good golfers. Uh-huh. Certainly helped me play my game at a level. We went out with Craig and Chris. Now, both these gentlemen work in the logging industry in Canada. They, they were working about two and a half hours away from where Grey Wolf was, but they'd come up to Grey Wolf uh-huh. to play it on their one day a week off. Okay. So they, they'd come up and they were playing and we were having a, a cracking game. Really good, nice guys until we arrived at the 11th tee. Now, the 11th tee is an elevated tee, short par four, lake on the left, mountainside on the right, narrow entrance to the green. Good golfers have a crack at the, at the yeah, green. okay. I generally don't, because it's yeah, insanely you're not narrow. a good golfer. It's insanely <laughs> narrow, and it's tricky, and it's an easy par four if you just get it in the fairway. Yeah. But we arrived to find a group of six on the tee, and that was four golfers and two people riding with them. And Doofus, whoever he was, comes wandering towards us. He's about 22 or 23 years old. And the first thing he looks at me and says is, I'm so fire trucking drunk, I can't even see. Okay. And I'm going, okay. <laughs> You said, yes, I'm in a similar group. <laughs> so 
uh, called the RPT. His, his brother, who wasn't playing, was with him, uh-huh. and he just looked like an idiot. Okay. Uh, and, but didn't say anything. But he just kept smirking every time his big brother swore. He, yeah. uh, you know, all the rest of it. Anyway, their mother comes over, who's riding in the right. golf buggy with her husband. Okay. And proceeds to say, oh, don't listen to him. He's just drunk a bit too much. Mind your language and all the rest. Uh-huh. Of it. And then these two other idiots who they'd been paired with, who were, each of whom had now had two attempts to reach the green, missed one, both carved them way right, then okay. swore, beat the clubs off as oh, if they were okay. good golfers. Yeah. Yeah. So we knew from the 11th there was a problem. But anyway, we were playing from mid to late afternoon. There was going to be a time where we ran out of light. Yeah. These guys held us up. Oh, every hole, God. Oh, every yeah. hole going forward. They thought they were being hilarious. Yes, it was really yes. beginning to annoy. We were having a good round of golf until we got to the 16th. The 16th, you you drive off down, and there's a big dip down to the green. Mm-hmm. They disappeared over the lip, down towards the green. It had mm. taken them a while to do it, yeah. but they finally yeah. did it. So we all drove off. Craig, my playing partner, melts this ball it takes one hop at the top of the hill uh-huh. and heads off down the hill. <laughs> 30 <laughs> seconds later, the woman drives up in the go- in the cart to the top of the hill and yells at the top of her voice, you're fire trucking a-holes. <laughs> Back up the up the fairway. So we're a bit... So there wasn't a bell. Wait, no, we're all <laughs> a little bit sorry. And by the way, over the edge... Going over the edge uh-huh. is two eighty yards out. Right, right. So it's not. It's so not. It's, like, I mean, it's probably just trickling over the edge. Well, it took a bounce at the yeah. top of the hill and went over. Uh-huh. Anyway, we go down, and my ball is fine. Chris's ball fine. My wife's golf ball is fine, but Craig's ball is missing. Oh, the one that went down the middle of the fairway. The one that went down the middle of the fairway. <laughs> down to so we we hit onto the green, and I I drive down, and they're coming off the next tee. And Craig goes over to speak to them. First off to say, sorry for hitting the ball over, which uh-huh. I heard him say. Yes. Before they started to verbally abuse him. Oh, lovely. Lovely. And then he said, can I have my golf ball back, please? No. You never <laughs> so said the application, they definitely took it. So, so <laughs> the thing escalated very, very rapidly. Oh, okay. To Craig saying, okay, then you, you just let it go. And they started swearing at him. Right. And he took exception to this. Now, this guy works in the logging industry. I was going to say, he's a, he's a hefty big guy. So he's standing over the side of the 16th green. He's at the side of the 16th green. And this shouting match develops with one wimpy little get. Rufus. Sitting. No, it wasn't. Was Do, Rufus. Do, no. Doofus, the, Doofus, the big one. He, he gets <laughs> out. And, and he's just swearing away and shouting. Oh, no. One guy sitting behind the wheel of his thing is yelling things like, and again, I'm doing my best to edit this. Uh-huh. Old man, I'm going to fire truck you up. Take your pants down and fire truck you. <laughs> oh dear, dear, and, dear! You know, so he, he he's called, the, the, and you tell me you hadn't this videoed. I I, did, I wouldn't have dared. <laughs> At this point, I'm going. This is kicking off. Yes, yes. And Craig is saying, and that's a sight you'd probably don't want to see either. Get, get out of the <laughs> get out of the cart. Now I'm knowing there's five blokes in their group, yeah. and there's three in ours. Yes. And I'm going... And one of them is you. One of them is me. So two and a half. Let's go for two and a half. I'm going, I may actually have to back (laughs) my man up here, which I'm not really... Uh, Anyway, I intervened. This is is weird. Okay. And I'm trying to get them. So they start verbally abusing me and swearing at me. And I'm going, lads, move on. There's no good to be had here. Move on. Just go. (laughs) And and they're going, oh, we will. And I'm going, on you go. So off they go. 
Craig's pretty incensed at this point. Uh-huh. We all dropped shots <laughs> on that green. All the <laughs> we go down the 17th. There's Greg's ball down near the green. Oh, They've obviously now dropped it. Okay. The flag yes. has been thrown off the side of the green. Oh, dear. Okay. I think there's no Rangers on no, this No, at this point. No. So we oh, arrive okay. on the 18th tee. We play up. And I all the way up the 18th, I'm going, this could escalate in the car park again because yes, they're yes, now being yes. complete. No, no. They had done a complete runner. Oh, they had okay. got out of there at the speed of light. Right. right. And we did have a, a quiet word in the, yeah. in the clubhouse. But the thing about it was from the 11th, I knew... Mm-hmm. The problem was they were all actually drunk. They were fully. And I yeah. suspect what they were doing was carrying their own alcohol onto the course. Yes. And it's the yes. only time I've ever seen it, and it does not change my opinion of Grey Wolf as a golf course. No. But that is why tonight's yeah. episode okay. is entitled Two Men and a Greenside Confrontation. Ah, now, to be okay. fair to Craig, to be fair to Craig, he apologized profusely to us, apologized uh-huh. very much to my wife okay. about the, the situation. Language. And as she was saying, this was not your fault. No, no, this, no. You, you walked you into... You didn't start this, no. We did no. not start this. And the very <sighs> fact... it. But honestly, we finished, and because of their delay, four hours 40. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Oh, uh, right, yeah. And, you know, that is just way too long. And we only just got in ahead yeah. of the light going. The and light the group behind yeah. us was also trying to get in. Now, they they also witnessed what happened, and yeah, so I think... Yeah. But, Anyway, that's just nice a... Nice story. Nice story. Yeah. An odd story. An odd so, story. Nice story you like to have on your holidays. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, okay. th- there you go. Um, listeners, that's not normal for Canada. I've never <laughs> seen it before. But I do think this idea of copious amounts of alcohol on the golf course, yes, coupled yes, with people yes, who don't really yes. play golf that much. Well, do you know what I suspect? I suspect they're live golf fans, those people. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they expect Greg to be pouring beer into their mouths. Well, you see, now I have to say that in Caddy down at our glass, the Americans do like to bring uh, a lot of alcohol onto the golf course, but they're still very sensible. And I mean, I'm talking about bringing litre bottles of tequila, uh, litre bottles of Jamison, you know, and they drink it all. But they're still quite well mannered, and uh, yeah, but, but that's, that's that's these guys weren't. And no, actually, no. had I had the nerve to film it, you would have found it. I'm just disappointed, Martin. Of, yes, but I was kind of involved with it. Yes, I, know. <laughs> I couldn't go. Excuse me, one second. I'd just like to go back you and might get have, this on. You film. might have lost a video camera somewhere <laughs> up your uh, <clears throat> right. Let's continue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can I go off another wee side, or have you want? You, no, no, no you, you off you go. I was just um, have to tell you that I had a lovely game of golf up at Royal Portrush last Friday with Jimmy Nesbitt. You know, Jimmy, Jimmy get, Nesbitt, it, as in the Bloodlands, Bloodlands, yeah, the actor, Cold Feet, yeah, yeah. We actually is a great story because uh, Slap, who uh, we were at an auction event about three years ago, and he bid for this day, to have a, a four ball with uh, Jimmy Nesbitt and out for a meal later. And it only took us three years to organise it. <laughs> <laughs> they obviously but COVID Jim, kicked Jimmy's in. quite busy. Jimmy is a busy, busy guy. But I have to say, he looked after us fabulously. And what a lovely guy. He got his caddies. He paid for our caddies. We went back to his house. We had a nice glass of wine before he took us out for a lovely meal. And one thing I wanted to bring up, because I heard on your last podcast. Well, it's really our you, podcast. Yeah, our podcast. But I wasn't actually on that one. 
I still don't know why. But you were talking about how you were having your chat uh, with quite a miffed uh, honorary secretary of Royal County Down. Correct. As to why you put... Uh, Art Glass. Ahead of... And, and you put, or Port Russia ahead you put, of You put RCB. Royal County Down yep. first. And I have to say, we last Friday was a most beautiful day. And I just... I've played Royal Port Russia a lot of times, but I just brought back so many fabulous memories. And it's the first time I played the new holes, which... You just could, they just fit it in perfectly. I know. They were landscaped perfectly, and I did that. But going back to what you were discussing there with the Honorary Secretary of RCD, and it's a point I have to bring up, that caddying for the Americans for four years, and quite often they've played Portrush, they've played County Down before they come to our glass. And I'll tell you, because it's something I do ask them, and I would say eight out of ten of them would tell you that Royal Portrush is a much better course than Royal County Down. So, I thought you would like to hear that. Well, it's not that I'm trying to be proved correct, Des, because as you know, that's not important to me. Um, But it's a a personal taste. I just think Royal Port Rush, you can see your drives. There's too many blind drives at RCD, and that's why I frequently... There is not a bad hole at Royal Port Rush. Every one of them. Superb. Yeah. Uh, You know, and, and as you say, everything's in view. And yep. you can see your ball everywhere. And yep. I think an awful lot of the players who have had a bad day in RCD and come to our glass probably have a great day and think it's magnificent. Yes, 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 yes. No, it's not. I'm not trying to compare it in the same class as RCD, yep. but I do think for a lot of people, and I think this is a point that a lot of people miss, is golf and enjoyment of your golf comes down to how well you play. If you're playing at a course that is yep. just far too difficult for yes. you or is... It's too of course, penal. of course. You don't have a great experience. You don't enjoy it half as much. And the other thing, of course, was we were playing with Slap and John, and they had these four very good caddies. And Slap and John just says, caddies are brilliant. And I said, guys, of course they are. <laughs> but they were four very good caddies. And they, they add to the they entertainment do, you have to, and though, the joy. Get used to it. Putts. Yep. Because if you're not used to it, it's quite intimidating to have these people it, watching you. Yes, And yes, yes. I, I remember the first couple of times I, I had caddies, I, I find it a difficult experience. And then I've also had a few times as it, it's yes. got, I've got more used to it and, you know, where it's great and it really does yep, add. Yep. So absolutely. And a good, a good caddy adds, adds a lot to the No question. Yep, no question. Yep, as yep. long as they come with the attitude they know. I mean, they can know within a hole whether they've got a good guy to play with that day or, or whether it's going to be a, 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 a slog. A, a, or a serious guy in yeah. this golf or a guy who wants out to enjoy himself, you know. Yeah. So that's very true. Very true. Good, yeah. good caddy does. So in caddy's corner, Des. Oh, yes. Any, yes. any stories from this year's caddy? Well, so this is a lovely another little story that uh, I had a couple of weeks ago go um it, it was it was three guys from chicago who were on the first tee and they were, were probably it, trying to get out of chicago when the live event was coming it, and probably go, go yes, and play somewhere yes. proper <laughs> but it was funny because the fourth guy had missed his flight you know and they were uh but i i, I knew they were good fun loving guys you know so i was introduced to george now george uh was in his 30s really well built six foot two fully stocked guy you know so he calls us mate over uh, and uh, he says, switch me on. <laughs> He's going, what's this? So he turned around and he has this bulky black square hanging off his belt. And as soon as he switched on, loud rap music starts to play, which they played all the way around, as you know, some Americans do. They played it off his phone, but it was connected to this, this black box. But anyway, 
he smashes a huge drive up to the first green. And I look at his bag and his name is on it, George Contas. Now, wait, I'm going to spell that surname, Martin. George Contas. K-O-N-T-O-S. And I just have to ask him, I says, are you a professional golfer, by the way? And he says, no, no, I'm a professional professional baseball pitcher. I said, oh, my God. So I looked him up. New York Yankees, San Francisco Giants, Pittsburgh Pirates, Cleveland Indians. And again, Martin, as I've come back to this before, the USA always name their teams well, don't they? <laughs> well, they, they do, but what I'm wondering is it's the middle of baseball season. Uh, no, no, he was off. He has just retired. Don't he, you worry. Uh, uh-huh. right. that, that's okay. I was just going to if he's. Yeah. So, but I thought to myself, a lovely guy. And I says, I've got another USA sportsman. And I'm thinking, they, they, all, they, they were US sportsmen obviously ask for me, Martin. Do you know, that's what I'm just realising now. Do you think that is the case? <laughs> or is it the fact that, uh, you know, your caddy master knows that yes. they need someone? Indeed, he's a who, top dog. And, and who can then reference them on the podcast and bring them back? <laughs> no, no. I think they ask for me. I do. I think they ask for me. <laughs> now, I'll not bore you with his with his drives, other than he his 335 uh, drive up the ninth. This guy, believe me, would make Bryson's swing look slow. It was unbelievable. It was incredible. He played off one. He was three over for, for his round. And I checked out, as I say, he told me he retired in 2016. And I checked out his last salary, 2016, 1.15 million. Yay. So Actually, to be honest, that means, you know, that's not a big salary for baseball. Well, baseball's one of the higher yes, paid I know, sports. I know it is. I'm, I know not, it is. Yeah, I'm not, but I'm, not, I'm saying still, he's he's doing yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I would suspect that's his career winding down at one point. Probably, I would say. I would say. Yeah. yeah. George Contas. It was lovely. Again, I'm really enjoying hearing about the the various people that you meet on the golf yes, course because yes. there is no doubt, and I've talked to a number of people when I was in Canada there. They all have Ireland and Scotland on the bucket yes, list. Yes, they all yes, want yes. to come here. For them, it is a it is a major. For a lot of them, it's a one time trip. It, it, yeah. We have been insanely fortunate with what oh, we have done over the last thirty years to yeah. actually get to visit as many courses around the world as we have. Because when I get into debates, somebody says, "Oh yeah, I, I, I've played Aaron Hills," and I went, "Yeah, so have I." Yeah, and they go. What do you mean you played Aaron Hills? But again, well, I played exactly. on the tour when I was playing Whistling Straits and it's, Medina and Olympia. And they go, you what? <laughs> yeah. no. and, and that's exactly with my, because they come to me and they said, have you ever played America? And I said, oh, I was in Florida a few times and in Arizona a couple of times. They're going, what? You know? And then when you even start to tell them, oh, South Africa, Dubai, Abu Dhabi. They don't, Abu Dhabi, they don't go outside America for golf only for Generally, Scotland and Ireland. Correct. You know they don't do Europe. They don't do Africa. They don't. You know. So um, they're always very impressed. No, well, I I think that has been the thing that has made for us got yep. us to the point where we're doing a podcast. Uh-huh. Is that we have travelled, we have played golf in different environments, we have interacted with a whole range of different people, and we absolutely love the concept of actually mm. just trying some of these courses. But In the footsteps of giants. Nothing makes me happier than finding a hidden gem. Yeah, as of well, course. You know, yes, one, yes. So Grey Wolf, which hasn't held any of these competitions. No, that's right. Or St. Eugene Mission, which hasn't held big international competitions. Yeah. Lots of people will never even have heard of. But quite honestly, for a golfing experience, for fun, for enjoyment, uh-huh. 
for sheer joy of being on a golf course. Yes. Hard to beat. Yeah, I know. And actually, it was funny. A couple of days ago, I was cut in and the weather was not nice. And I started apologizing, you know, and I said, look, guys, it's aren't." He said, no, 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 no. This is what we come for. This is what we want to play in. <laughs> I'm looking at them. What? And they do want to play the wind and rain. But I actually think that that's possibly true because yeah. we, our experience out in Arizona was after a few days, we began uh-huh. to think we're idiots because we used to bounce onto the first tee and have a chat with the starter uh-huh. and we would open with something like, lovely day, isn't it? Yeah. What? And he'd be <laughs> looking at it you is. going, it's sunny 330 <laughs> days a year out yes, here. Yes. What are you talking about? And we'd be going, but it's not sunny where we come from. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, but anyway. Okay, a lot has happened on Twitter over the last couple oh, of weeks. Yeah. And I'm just going to run through a, a couple of things. Um, you and I have been following these things. And yes. there's a few things I, I sort of um, you know collect along the way. Mm. One thing that's very obvious is that uh, Pat Perez is definitely the object of several tweeters' fun at the moment. So recently, PGA Tour, T-U-O-R, so we know it's yes. not definitely, yes. it's definitely the not the PGA Tour. Yeah. Tour. Uh-huh. No, no, no. They tweeted... Pat Perez addressed how nice it is to be on the four aces, saying, I feel like a waiter who provides terrible service but still gets a guaranteed <laughs> gratuity. It's, it's great. Yes. You know, that sums that up very well. <laughs> I quite like that because I thought, yeah. you are playing like a clumpet and earning money. You, you just wake up every morning. How much did I earn today? Yes. And that's not the only time that's Apparently sort of his wife still here. loves him. Actually, I, I saw on Twitter today, actually, um, they have put some new amendments into their house and um, telling the world what they think of them. You should uh-huh. check it out. Okay. <laughs> they are definitely classy folks, those two. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Rex Hoggard uh, tweeted an answer from Rory regarding live players at the BMW. Uh-huh. The question was, if come Sunday you find yourself in contention and the man to the side of you is a live player, would there be more incentive to win? And Rory replied, I mean, I'll be trying to win at a golf tournament regardless. They're going to be pretty tired on Sunday. It'll be the fourth day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That obviously quote came before obviously play got suspended and uh, got cut to 54 yeah, holes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, somebody else was talking about the BMW being shortened to 54 holes. Yeah, we're playing 54 holes this week. I guess the difference between the PGA guys and the live guys playing 54 holes is that the PGA guys aren't going to hell for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Now, you, you and I as well. We've been following uh, Tweeter Alice a lot. Yes, yes. Uh, and his most recent, uh, when uh, when all of this was, Tweeter Alice uh, tweeted after Gooch and Reed finished in the top five at Wentworth. Pat Perez absolutely dumbfounded that he hasn't won seven hundred and fifty k with Gooch <laughs> and Reed in the top five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we're going to get to another little point because I think this is will get us to another little debating point here in a second. Okay. PGA Tour. Again, not Tour. the real thing. Yep. Tweeted, uh, Greg Norman said that a network has high interest in broadcasting live. Mm. According to sources, it's the History Channel. An executive said, these golfers are history and aren't relevant anymore, <laughs> so it seems like a good fit. <laughs> yeah. they, they, he also, that the same day, tweeted that uh, there's breaking news. Pat Perez and Top Flight agree to a partnership. A Top Flight executive <laughs> said that Pat defines our brand. He's washed up and so are we. Both... <laughs> Of our irrelevances to golf lined up really well. <laughs> so they're really going. Now, did you see Greg's letter of appeal to the OWGR signed yeah. by all 48 yes, players? Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yes. Now, th- this is a, we're back into a slightly serious point here okay. for a few minutes. 
But Kyle Porter tweeted following Greg's letter to the OWGR. Based on the Liv letter, it seems that Liv believes that it's players and not the structure of the league that should engender the OWGR points. Mm. Okay, now he commented, in, in which case you could argue that the Seminole Member Pro should be the seventh highest rated OWGR event every year because there's a very famous Member Pro event down there where the top colleague pros go and play with members at Seminole, which is a private club. Okay. So they could say, well, it, it would be the seventh ranked tournament every year because mm. of the quality of the players the, the serious point in all of that is they're changing their argument they're changing their argument now is hang on a second we have these very highly graded players that you're excluding from the OWGR mm-hmm. because of the format you you should be grading the players yes. not the format yes. now I have certainly responded a couple of times on Twitter to these things and I've said I actually don't mind if the live players get OWGR points so long as they meet the requirements yeah. of the OWGR the structure. correct format. And all That's of those, Rory and Matt Fitzpatrick today yes. and said, it's very simple, yeah, but you've got to meet the criteria, guys. Correct. You've got to go through it, and you knew that. You knew that. When you joined, you knew that. And if Greg told you something different, uh-huh. then you have been misled. Mm-hmm. The OWGR, there is a criteria, there's an application, Yep. There's a waiting period following you meeting the criteria mm-hmm. to get to the point. And on average, it takes between one and two, two years, years to to Just get to formalized. Yeah. accredited. Yeah. No, I definitely want to come back to this point where I think a lot of these guys, and especially the young guys that have been picked up by Greg – just did not realise. They didn't sit down and think about what this could actually no. mean. And I also do think that Greg thought, well, it's only a matter of time. And I think he would have thought by now that they would get world ranking points. So I think there's a couple of uh, muck-ups there from, from both ends, from the young players and from Greg. Now, since all of that happened, Greg Norman went to Capitol Hill. He went up to see Republican lawmakers up in Capitol Hill in Washington. Okay. And... Uh, he, as he claimed that you know, all the politicians he met were very positive and he had a great positive meetings and all the rest of it. There's definitely a couple of Republican politicians came out and said, don't know why this guy's coming in front of Congress. He's got a business up and running and it's nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mm-hmm. don't know what this is about. Yep. But interestingly, Greg Norman is quoted as saying, not one person since I've been CEO has told me this is a bad idea. Now, are you not listening Maybe Greg should listen to some of the podcasts out there. Greg, you're welcome mm-hmm. to listen to ours. And yes. we would still extend uh-huh. a full invitation for you to come <laughs> and actually be on the podcast. But if he's not listening to what is happening on podcasts, what TV analysts are saying, yeah. and all the rest of it, yeah. for him to actually say, yeah. not yeah. one person since I've yeah. been CEO has told me this is a bad idea. Greg, may I be the first no. to tell you this is a bad idea. It's a bad idea because of its structure. Mm-hmm. It's a bad idea because of its funding. And He's, it's a bad idea because of the way you're choosing to run it as personal vendetta uh-huh. against the PGA Tour <laughs> and ruining the lives of some young professionals yes, by just yes. paying them some money to uh-huh. throw their careers away. Yep. Yeah, no, he's heard He's heard all the, the podcasts and all the quotes. Don't worry. Don't worry. He has. I know that. But my point is... I know your point, yeah. It's just Uh for him to keep coming out and peddling. Uh This guy peddles so much crap. Yeah. If I know it's lies... Do you know... Everybody knows it's lies. He's even got the same colour of hers, Donald Trump. I never realised that. No. Maybe they share. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe. Have you seen both of them in a room at the same time? 
Hey. Do either of them have a reflection in a mirror? Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. Now, PGA Tour. Tour, yeah. Tour. It's very difficult to say that, actually. Um, they tweeted that Patrick Reed has says the treatment he has received from the DP World Tour has been a slap in the face. Now, he then claims the DP World Tour responded by saying, yeah, that was our goal, which I don't think, again, is true. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, you know, it's one of those one of those things that again, Patrick, who's got his lawsuit against Brandel Shambly yes, and the Golf Channel yes. and all the rest of it, and his lawyer, since our previous yes. podcast, his lawyer has been disbarred. Was he? Yeah. Oh, okay. He, yes. he has been told he can't practice law because, well, I think he can't. Yeah. Um, okay. But, yes. Yeah. Um, and also, very interestingly, Golf Digest and some others have reported that Phil has dropped out of the lawsuit oh, we have. against Phil, the PGA. Phil and Ian have dropped out. Has Poulter now dropped out? Dropped out as well. I hadn't yes. seen Poulter drop yeah. out. No, no. Ooh. Actually, I was reading there that the live golfers, Phil Mickelson and Ian Poulter, uh, are among four further players to drop their names from the lawsuit filed against the PGA Tour. Right. Now, Liv have added their name to the lawsuit. Oh, yeah. And I, I suspect that all the players will withdraw their names. Well, that's the excuse that they're making. They're sort of saying there's no point in us putting our names up against it because Liv are going to represent the whole thing. Yeah. Now, there's a couple of things about this. I don't think for one minute that Phil withdrawing his name from the lawsuit is going to prevent him being subpoenaed to appear as a witness. No, He's no, a material right. witness to the whole thing. Now, I, I wrote yeah. something here, is which is he prepped the fire he lit mm-hmm. the match, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to be labelled as an arsonist. No, no. Of course and I, not. I think that is yeah. a, a fair yeah. description. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He is going to be in this case. It There's will. no it way will. he can't be because he has evidence to give. So I actually think what they're now doing is Liv are effectively taking on so there's the underwriting even if Liv were going to underwrite the uh, case you still have a settlement against you so I think these guys withdrawing it's this idea that there's no judgment against them personally but I don't think that'll be the case the only ones that are still left on it is uh, Matt Jones Bryson and Peter Uline. those are the only three of the 11 only three that are still left that are still left the case with Liv fighting it will have less sympathy from the US public. Because Phil had some popularity. Some of these golfers had some popularity. But Liv won't have that. Because Liv is Saudi. Liv is. And And, and, and I mean, 9-11, you know, there's a lot of, you know. And Greg has been proved time and time again to not be particularly capable of telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. You know, he keeps going in and saying, I'll be honest with you. I'll tell you everything honestly. <laughs> and he's never heard a bad word about them. He's, yeah. never, he's, never, heard, he's never heard anybody say this is a bad idea. Yeah. No, 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 no. Again, there's another lie that is, is, has already been exposed. Uh, and that is that um, Greg recently said, as recently as a couple of weeks ago, yes, there are four TV networks bidding to yeah. actually take the live events. Fuck in your dreams, There's Greg. four and all the rest of it. But yeah. interestingly now, Live are rumoured to be buying airtime on Fox Sports 1. Mm. Now, Fox Sports 1 is linked and has one of Trump's children yep. involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Fox Sports is was always pro the president. It was. When it was Trump. Anyway, yep. But yep. anyway, they're buying airtime. Mm. They're not being paid no, no. To, to cover it. They're buying airtime. Yes. So where were these four other networks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, Several TV networks 
and executives from those networks have said, even if the product was good, which it isn't, it's too toxic. Yes. Advertisers yes. will run for the hills. They don't want to be no, on this. No, that's it. That's and, it. and so if they're having to buy time to get on a network. Yeah, what's that say? What's that say? What is? Yeah, what does yeah. that say? And they know themselves that they're not picking up the viewers on YouTube, uh, YouTube. that they thought they would. They know they're following. And back. in fact, their they're YouTube numbers are consistently yep, falling dropping. away. Yep. Yep. Um, so I think that is interesting that they're going to actually have to buy yeah. time. Yeah, interesting to see that, you know. But I remember even six months ago, they were talking about the rumors about who wanted to sponsor a team. Even Adidas was thrown out there one time, and you just knew, don't be ridiculous. Well, they were talking about a billion dollars a team. Yeah. And they, they could buy and sell and trade and all, all the rest of it. No. And their I, I, I think there's a lot yeah. of companies are now going, hang on a second. Uh-huh. This isn't good. This isn't getting any traction. No. A yeah. couple of years from now, if it gets huge traction, we'll maybe try and get in. But why yes, would we yes. why would we get no. in now? Also today, and only today, Live announced the format of their end of season event at Doral. It is a yes. team tournament, uh-huh. but with a mix of match play and stroke play and seeding yes. and non-seeding. And somebody was pointing out, Pat Perez is dismayed because he might actually have to post a score. <laughs> he might actually <laughs> have to do something. I, heard, I saw them quoting the $50 million purse. $50 million purse for that oh. one event at Doral, at a Trump course. Yes. Probably shown on YouTube for free with free tickets being yes, given away. Yes, You know. Next month. Yeah. I know Greg keeps talking oh. about beta testing their startup uh-huh. concept, but this is a joke. No, oh, it's getting worse. Yeah, you're right. You know. One thing that I actually really liked, just as a, as a final thing, is Bjorn Hunan, known as Benny Ann, uh-huh. just generally... Uh, Benny Ann is just back on the main tour. He'd lost his main tour card. He was on the Corn Ferry tour, but he is back on the main tour and he's a good friend of Sam Harrop's uh-huh. because uh, Sam wrote a, a, a song that included the lines, Benny Ann, he puts like he's got glass eyes. And <laughs> they, they, Sam's been out and met and had a putting okay. competition with yeah. him at Pirates Cove oh, uh, earlier yes. in the year. Anyway, uh, Benny Ann tweeted, my first nice shot Hideki of the year today. <laughs> that moment I knew I was back on the tour feel as nice. Uh-huh. So as people, people cannot um, yeah. tell the difference between him and some of the others. But, you know, again, as we've said many times on this podcast, an awful lot is happening. Yep. yep. We like to concentrate and spend a bit of time on the real competition. And we like to highlight some of the uh, stupidity, irrelevancies, and... yes. Well, you know, that's unavoidable. It is unavoidable. And people <laughs> just, sometimes say you've, you give them too much credit. But actually, I don't believe we give them any credit. Not at all. I, I don't believe their numbers are increasing. I don't believe their tournament format's working. I don't believe yeah, anything Greg yeah, Norman yeah. says. And I think from our point of view, watching how this is all manoeuvring has certainly been very, very interesting yeah, for us. Yeah. And we'd be wrong not to, but to report it's, on it. But... Is it is it going anywhere? We, well, I don't. I, they're, it's their fifth tournament. Uh, I, I never saw a shot. No, I never saw a thing. But I mean, it's going to be ongoing until the lawsuit, which they're now talking about, uh, January uh, 24. 24, which you know is what's that? Eighteen months still away, or well, it's nearly eighteen months. Fifteen. But I mean, this this is going to be ongoing until then, and I don't think Liv is going to resolve anything positively uh, before January twenty four. And yet, interestingly. Rory McIlroy has said, and I think is quoted today, yeah, yeah. as saying that, you know, realistically, 
Liv needs to do it. You get an accommodation with the PGA yeah, Tour. Yeah, they need to now, talk. That is never, ever going but to Jay occur. Jay Monaghan does not want it's any not chat. There is no chance while Greg Norman's involved in this. Yeah, his yeah, yeah, his whole yeah. policy is to destroy the PGA Tour. Yeah. This is and that's exactly what Rory said. He says it's fracturing the whole game it is. of golf. And it, it is. is. And it's very sad to see. And friendships are getting torn asunder. Yeah. And yeah. people have jumped for money and are persuading others to go for money. You go back to only earlier this year where Pat Perez was PGA Tour have been so good to me. You know, yeah. I love them forever to slagging them off. Yep. And uh, and then he suddenly thought about it after he put his name to the lawsuit and he was one of the first to withdraw. Yes, that's right. You know, and right. you're sort of going, you're not really thinking very deeply, no, fellas. No, you're not. jumping after, yeah. your things are being dangled in front of you and you're jumping at them. Yeah, but absolutely. Oh, it's very sad. To end this evening's podcast on a nice little bit of positivity, instead of playing out with our usual uh, theme tune, uh, we will actually do the... USA team song from Sam Harrop. Oh, we'll use it. We'll okay. use a bit of it because uh, you know, again, the USA were the victors and they won. So, if any of you would like to uh, send us through any information, especially about a new name for the international team, ah, uh, or <laughs> if you would like to comment on anything or give us any your opinion on any of our opinions, which is absolutely fine, you will get us on our Twitter account, which is at itfog under slash podcast. And uh, we will happily take on board some suggestions for what to do. But until we record again, uh, my name is Martin. My name's Des. And what you will hear next, hopefully, is the uh, USA team song from our good friend, Sam Harrop.